You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday morning. Now, let's turn to our very first guest and topic of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking about positive parenting and also better communication with our children. Now, as the summer uh, comes to an end, well, sort of the summer holidays coming to an end, I'm sure there's a whole host of emotions that go through our children's and in our preteens and teens' mind as well. Well, this morning, we're going to be talking about recognizing some of these emotions and also effective ways of talking to our children. And I'm really, really delighted to be joined by Maylee Gibson, who is an educator and teens and parents coach. Maylee, welcome on the program. How are you this morning? Hi, Noreen. Thank you for having me. It's great to see you. Um, I should actually mention Maylee and I went to school I won't mention how many years ago. <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, uh, yes, a, a little while back. Um, so it's really amazing to, to see um, what you're doing right now. And, and when I saw that uh, you, you were extending uh, b- being an educator into a coach, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to get you on the program. So thank you. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation. No, thank you for the invite. I mean, it's a pleasure to be here with you this morning and be with your listeners and watchers yes, and um, to share to share this platform and make it more visible. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. We are live this morning on Facebook, so I'd love for our listeners to join us there. Uh, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. So, Maylee, let, let's jump right into it. Sure. I mean, you come across a lot of children, a lot of teens and preteens. What are some of the common emotions uh, that teens and preteens sort of experience nowadays? Sure. Um, teenage teenage years are very a very big developmental time um, in a person's life. So they feel emotions, they can feel emotions much more intensely, and they can struggle with big emotions as well. They feel a range. Um, so happiness and excitement, and this could be you know, around positive experiences, friendships, achievements and events. They feel frustration and anger. So this could be potentially around academic pressures, or it could be conflict with family and friends. Sadness and loneliness, so COVID comes to mind for a lot of people. Um, relationship issues, academic challenges. Again, academic challenges keep coming up because this is really a big area of their life that they're focused on at this time. Uh, Anxiety and stress, again, related to what I've talked about. Confusion and uncertainty, and also fear and insecurity. So there's a wide range of emotions. And I believe, you know, as we as adults also feel that, um, but perhaps not so intensely and perhaps arguably we're able to manage them a little better. I like the way you said arguably. It's true because we, you know, all those experiences that you listed, I was like, yep, check, Uh, you know. um, But yeah, I think I feel like we have a little bit more life experience and maybe a bit of maturity to overcome them. Not to say that, you know, teens and preteens aren't mature. You know, I I see a a great deal of maturity, but, you know, it's also biology, you know, that parts of their brain isn't formed as well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking at myself and thinking, how do I handle some of these emotions? So let's talk a little bit about coaching. Um, I mean, uh, what is coaching and how do you go about coaching uh, teenagers? So coaching is often confused with therapy, counselling, mentoring. Um, But coaching is really about achieving, setting goals, achieving them, overcoming challenges and discovering, identifying strengths. So a lot of coaches will have a niche area. My niche area is parents and teens. And so what I work with with teens and with actually with parents, too, is to identify and discover strengths. Um, to set and achieve manageable, achievable goals, to overcome obstacles that are in the way, and really to develop essential life skills. Um, And in parents, I mean, we're always developing, we're always growing. So I feel that that is is also relevant to them, but really just enabling them to thrive in life, reach their full potential. Yeah. How did you get into this area? 
I employed a coach myself. Yes. So I've been working with teenagers since and parents since 2009, um, which gives you an idea of how old I am. <laughs> um, and I employed a coach myself in 2017. And through that, um, there was a spark that really created intrigue and interest in becoming a coach myself. Mm -hmm. So the following year, 2018, I completed my coaching certification in Singapore, where I was living at the time. Um, and then the year after that, I completed my health coaching. So that gave me tools and strategies to help people deal with health and well-being overall. And over my years of teaching, I've really noticed that teenagers lack, uh, you know, they have a severe lack of trusted adults in their lives that they can turn to and open up to. They have their friends, of course, their peers, but their peers don't always have the life experience to be able to guide them effectively and manage their struggles and challenges. So I, I noticed a real gap and I started to apply my coaching approach in my conversations with my students and it really changed our conversations profoundly. Yeah. They gained a lot more insight, they gained a um, heightened sense of self-awareness, they were able to you know, progress towards their goals um, and really able to articulate what it was they wanted um, and where they could grow. So I found that very rewarding and I could see that they were very empowered by that. Yeah. Um what were some of the benefits that you saw uh, when you saw your coach and, and how did it help you with your own life and, and how did you apply it you know, to, to the people that you're coaching now? That's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I, I felt a sense of clarity yeah. and with that clarity came a lot of peace because I was in a, in a time of my life where I was at a crossroads and anyone who's been at that point knows what it's like to feel stuck. And it's stressful, it's um, you feel a sense of despair. And everywhere I turned, I was, you know, I was researching on my own, I was talking to people, and I was like, I'm just not getting it. And when I employed a coach, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what a coach does. Um, and from the first conversation, she made me feel at ease. She was non judgmental, and I was really just able to open up to her in the space that was not connected to any of my existing networks. And that really provided me room to to think, to develop, um, without anyone else's judgment crowding, yeah, crowding it. Yeah, it's incredibly empowering, you know, when you feel stuck and then to come up with a solution and just keep that needle moving, you know, yeah. you know, you either stay in that situation and just bear with it or you just yeah. move forward and move along and that's a really good feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, well, back to, uh, you know, being an educator, I'm sure you communicate with a lot of different parents and just caregivers, because I think in Hong Kong, we have quite a, a unique situation that perhaps parents are very busy and parents mm -hmm. may not necessarily be the primary people who care for, um, you know, maybe they have grandparents, maybe they have aunts or, or even helpers. You know, how should caregivers and parents uh, communicate more effectively with, with their children? This is a big topic. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> and I could honestly talk for hours about it. Um, but I think, you know, the most important thing is to develop and build a, a relationship that is trusting. So build a trusting rapport. Um, active listening is a big one. So listening without interrupting, um, withholding your judgment, even if you disagree, but also being empathetic. So acknowledging, oh, you know, I, I can see how you might feel that way, for example. Um, so it's really holding everything in. Um, powerful questioning is another one. So really listening to what a teenager is saying and then repeating certain words or phrases back to them to ask them to explore and explain deeper. Because the whole point of communicating with teens, or I think, is to understand them. And then once you understand them, you're in a better position to appeal to them and to influence them as well. Yeah. I think part of the equation is also parents weren't necessarily brought up in, in that way. So it's actually 
work that parents need to put in for themselves as well. Perhaps mm. that inner voice that they have of whoever cared for them, you know, say, um, say mum, for example, um, didn't hold back. Or m- m- So yeah, then absolutely. you have to change that inner voice for yourself when you parent as well. H- have you come across clients like that? All the time, all the time. And I feel it in myself too when I talk to my students. I want to just jump in there and say, this is what I think you should do and you're not doing this right. Because as adults, we have a lot more experience, life experience. We have lessons to share. We have wisdom to give. And we want to do that for people that we care and love about. But at the end of the day, if that person is not receptive to listening, there is no point and it is a waste of your energy. You have to get the go ahead from them to take on the information so that it is effective and so that it does go somewhere and just not into the air. Yeah. Um, and what sorts of challenges do the parents uh, t- tell you that they have then? Are they, are they just too busy here in Hong Kong? And, and actually the room that they have is not really, you know, maybe they're just hanging out and not really, um, not really listening to their children. I I, I don't know. What what are some of the common problems that you've come across? I think, well, I've coached parents around the world, so not predominantly Hong Kong. So this is kind of drawing from from that experience. But it's really, I think a lot of parents uh, doubt themselves. You know, they feel like, am I doing the right thing? Um, Because I'm not, they're not getting the feedback from their teen that they are. Because teenagers don't give you that feedback. You know, the, the hardest thing for a teen to do is to ask for help. And even as adults, we know that that's hard for us sometimes. So they don't give, you know, they don't give affirming statements. They don't say, go overboard saying thank you, thank you a lot of the time. So when they do it, they really mean it. Um, But a lot of parents struggle with knowing that they're doing the right thing and their teen communicating to them what they need, which is a very big ask, really. So how do you know when your teenager uh, needs help? Well, I think building, building that trusting, you know, rapport is the first step. Um, Checking in with them on a consistent basis, letting them know that you're always there and being accessible too. So when you're listening, you are not on your phone. You you do not have any screens, TV screen on, radio on. You really have your full attention. So building, it, it doesn't happen overnight. You really have to build this relationship where you show them that you are there the whole time. And if they don't want to talk, you're not going to push them. But when they do, that you're there and you're open and you're ready. Yeah. Is there a right age for teens or preteens to get coaching? There is, sadly is not a manual <laughs> that will tell you that there's a right age. It really depends on the individual. You know, I mean, I think that's not a surprise yeah. considering everybody is different. different yes. um, some some preteens or tweens um, will have issues early on in life or challenges, let's say, and then it might be later in life that they're encompassing. It really depends on their maturity level, whether they're open to receiving coaching right um that's yeah that's one of the biggest yeah hurdles well um we've only got a few minutes before the 11 o'clock news well time really uh, flies nice. yeah do you have any tips that you can share with uh, some of our listeners um they can be sort of teenagers or, or for parents who are listening or mm. caregivers what, what sorts of tips uh, do you have for us i have a lot of tips i'm trying to think about which is the best ones but i think to when we have a when you have a thought, you want to say something, you want to share something. Um, perhaps perhaps think about it from the teen's perspective. Um, so we kind of go with an agenda a lot of the yeah. time. We talk to teenagers. I want to tell them this. I want to let them know this, and I want to know them to know that I can. And it's a lot of I, and it's really thinking about how do I want them to feel. Um, so going in with that that mindset um, and promoting a growth mindset as well. So. A lot of the time, especially here in Hong Kong, Southeast Asia, they're under a lot of stress and pressure and they don't appreciate the journey as much as the end result. 
So getting them to uh, to embrace failure um, and to learn and appreciate it is, is a big one. Yeah. Um, I also know you specialize in, in, in various areas as well. Um, um, expat and relocation. I think Hong Kong, uh, we, you know, growing up in Hong Kong, we realize it's quite a transient place. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a big move to move to a city like Hong Kong if you're from different parts of the world. Um, have you come across uh, teens in that situation and also parents in that situation? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And having grown up here as well, you know, we've experienced a lot of that with our friends too. Leaving and it is very and new friends coming in. Yeah. Yes, it's a, it's a very um, tumultuous time, yeah. um, and transition is something. I mean, teens are already going through transition, right? Becoming teenagers to young adults, um, and so that is difficult to navigate often. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a common thing that does come up, and I think with again with com- open communication, um, with being open, vulnerable. All of those things really help. Yeah. You mentioned earlier active listening is, is very important. How can parents become better listeners? Is it really just sort of sitting there nodding? When is an appropriate time for them to sort of, because um, essentially it should be like a conversation, but you also you want to interact but not interrupt. That's what I sort of tell myself when I'm yes. you know um, interviewing people as well. Um, what sorts of principles should parents really bear in mind? wait until they're finished so really just sit on it and wait and let them finish if you really want to cut in ask for permission so can i could i just share something with you and wait for them to give you permission that is the key right because often we say can i and then we just do it um so yeah slowing down um using their language and repeating it back to them so that shows that you are really listening to them also asking them to tell you more because you're curious about whatever it was they said, if they're talking about Fortnite or a video game. Oh, I haven't heard of that before. Can you tell me more about that? Um, I would say the key to becoming a better active listener is to listen more than you talk. Yeah, very. that's a perfect part to end on. Meili, it's been such a pleasure to, to see you again, and thank you so much for your sharing. Remind our listeners once again, have you got a website, and if people want to know more about your work, uh, where can they go to? Thank you, Noreen. Um, the best place to reach me is on my social media, so on Facebook, and also I'm on Instagram under MG Coaching. Um, thank you very much again for having me this morning. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much indeed to Maylee Gibson, who is an educator and also a teens and parents coach. Thank you very much indeed.